every Monday morning between 8 o'clock and 9 o'clock sees me doing an hour on the door of the preschool and nursery in the old vicarage next door. I do it partly to free up the staff so that they can focus on the children at the start of the new week, and I do it partly because I love it. For me, there's something quite powerful and symbolic going on. I see the ministry of the preschool and nursery in this community as a kind of way in which we're opening the doors of God's kingdom and welcoming people in, parents and children alike. And over the months, I get to build up some good relationships. I sometimes have opportunity to pray with people about particular things that are going on in their lives or to stop and chat to them when I bump into them when I'm out walking the dog. And I have to say, it makes my involvement with the preschool and nursery so much richer than it would be if all I was doing was attending management committee meetings. Although those are okay. But (laughs) I have to say, it's not all one-way traffic because the children give to me too. I remember one particular instance a few weeks ago when I was leaving at nine o'clock just as the preschool children were arriving. One little girl came in through the gates, and when she saw me, her little face lit up. She ran up to me, and she gave me a great big hug round my knees. Well, it just made my heart melt. Her smile and her hug let me know that she was pleased to see me, and that I mattered to her. And I'm sure her response came partly from the fact that she knew that whenever I see her, I'm pleased to see her, and she matters to me. We all need to know that, don't we? We need to know that we matter, that our being around makes a difference, and that our presence is welcome. So this morning, in our next of this sermon series, where we've been thinking about what it means to be a church that cares, we're going to be focusing on welcome. How can we be a welcoming church? And you know, it's great, and maybe no coincidence, that this particular sermon's fallen today in the church's calendar, Trinity Sunday, the day when we remember and celebrate the belief that's central to the Christian faith, that we worship a God who exists in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And these three persons live together in the Godhead in a community of love, which is complete in itself complete but by no means exclusive because it's a community of love that's always looking to reach out and to draw others in. God is simply longing for people, for people like you and me to come and be part of his community of love. The love of God is very inclusive and we're all welcome. There's a sense in which welcome lies at the very heart of God. So if our vision as a church is to be a Christian heart at the centre of this community, to model something of the heart of God to others, then understanding what it means for us to be a welcoming church and then living that out is absolutely essential. So what does it take for us to be a welcoming church? Well, surely it starts with us knowing and experiencing the welcome that God has for each one of us personally. When we know ourselves to be welcomed, accepted, loved and valued, we're free to offer that same welcome, acceptance, love and value to others. And to me, that's what the story we've just heard from Luke's Gospel is all about.
Here's Jesus being offered hospitality by Simon, one of the religious leaders in the Jewish community, but actually receiving true hospitality, true welcome, not from Simon, but from a woman who lived a sinful life, which probably means she was a prostitute. Where Simon had neglected to offer the normal social conventions of the day, water to wash the dust off feet, anointing oil and a kiss to welcome, to greet. This woman came, even though she wasn't an invited guest. She came and she washed Jesus' feet with her tears, dried them with her hair, kissed them and anointed them with perfume. And this outpouring of love was a natural response to the love, the acceptance and the forgiveness that she'd found in Jesus. Because she'd received that from him, she was able to trust herself to him, to open her heart to him and to welcome him into her life. It's a lovely picture, isn't it? So being a welcoming church starts with us welcoming Jesus into our lives, responding to the invitation that extends to each of us from God's heart. He calls us by name and says, there's a place at my table for you. You're welcome. So if you've never heard or responded to that invitation personally, then maybe today's the day for you to do so. Then as we find and take our place as part of God's people, we have the opportunity and the privilege of extending his welcome to others. Because you see, welcome's not just something for a few of us to do. It's something for us all. And there's really quite a stark challenge in that for us. Because if we are God's people, then who we are, how we are, and what we do matters. Opinions are going to be formed about this church, and maybe even about God, on the basis of what people experience about us, individually and collectively. It breaks my heart when I sometimes hear people comment about the lack of welcome that they've received at church, and it must break God's heart too because it's so much not what's in his heart. So how do we do it? How do we make sure that ours is a welcoming church, which does reflect the welcome that's in God's heart? Well, just as I said that welcome's not just for the few of us, but for all of us to give, I want to say that welcome's not just for people who are new, but something that actually we all need to receive. It's that smile that acknowledgement, that noticing of one another that communicates, it's good to see you. I'm glad you're here. You matter. It's that interaction that asks and genuinely wants to know, how are you doing? But of course, it's true to say that welcome is especially important where people are new. To be welcoming requires us to look beyond ourselves, to smile to say hello, to extend a hand in friendship. And if we have the confidence maybe to introduce ourselves, to ask names, to find out a bit about them, maybe to tell them a little bit about how the church works, give them a welcome pack. But in all of this, probably the most important thing that we can do is to listen, and to listen with our eyes as well as our ears to listen well and to do our best 
to respond appropriately. If someone's giving off the signs that say, I've just come to church for a little bit of quiet, please don't invade my space, then it's really important that we respect that. It is possible to overdo our welcome and maybe to put people off ever coming back. But if we're friendly, respectful and sensitive to what we observe, then we're not likely to get it too badly wrong. And I think it's better to get it wrong by being too welcoming rather than by not being welcoming enough. The vast majority of people who come to church will be wanting to connect, to connect with God and to connect with other people. They'll be wanting to make and establish relationships, wanting to see if this is a place where they can fit and belong. And one easy way to offer a next step is this, to invite someone over to coffee after the service. Now, I often hear people say that they find it quite daunting to go across to coffee on their own, and sometimes even not on their own, because it can be easy to think that everyone else is talking to someone and you don't want to stand around looking like a lemon. But it's a relatively simple thing to do if you find yourself sitting near someone in church that's new or even next to someone who's vaguely familiar but not especially known to you to say at the end of the service, Hi, I'm going across to coffee. Do you fancy coming with me? The worst that they can do happen is to say, No thanks, isn't it? But you never know, they might come. Then when you go across, chat to them. Find out a little bit more about them, who they are, what they're interested in. And see if you can also introduce them to someone else who's got something in common with them. You never know, it might just be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. In our vision of what it means to be a church that cares, this is what we're longing to see become reality. That people feel that they belong matter, are connected, are noticed and welcomed, and are missed when they're not around. And we're using the image of the net to describe how people are held and connected. And what we want to help construct is a net with fine mesh, where people have a number of points of connection that will mean that they're much less likely to fall through the net. So helping people get connected with others is good. But as I said earlier, there's much more to welcome than just meeting and greeting those who are new. I once heard a couple who'd started coming to St. Michael's say that whilst they'd found people here very friendly, they'd actually not found it easy to take things to the next step and to build friendships. Because that takes time, doesn't it? It takes time, opportunity and initiative. It's not possible for all of us to be close friends with everyone else, but it is possible for all of us to take some relationships deeper. And a great way to do that is to offer hospitality. That's what we heard in our first reading, isn't it? We get to know people better and to be known by them when we spend time with each other. So why not ask God is there someone I could invite round for a meal or for coffee? Or is there someone I could suggest going out for a walk for, a drink at the pub with, or out for a picnic together? And if that feels too big a stretch for you, then here's a very accessible alternative. 
invite someone for coffee and cake at the coffee shop. We have such an amazing resource, don't we? Right here in the heart of our community. And the coffee shop strapline is welcome refreshment. I love that. Welcome refreshment. Offering hospitality is a really important part of welcome, of building friendship and of expressing care. So ask God to inspire you and give you the courage that you need to do it because I'm sure you'll bring blessing to others when you do. But there's another whole dimension to welcome which we haven't really touched on yet. Important as what we do as individuals is, actually it's about something bigger than just us. We're welcoming people into the family of God inviting them to find their place within the community of love that exists not just within God, but amongst his people. I get so excited I watch those Heart of the Community videos because they express so powerfully what we're about as a church. I thought we were going to have one today. Anyway, next week. <laughs> Last week, those of you who are here, they're fantastic. You can catch them on the website now. They demonstrate the many different ways in which people can belong and connect. From Friday football to Sunday lunch club, from the big winter party to work parties at the preschool and nursery, from messy church to metal, there really is something for everyone. So for yourself and for those you meet, be looking out for what within the life of the church you could join in with. And one really key way in which people feel connected, feel that they belong, is when they find a place to serve. When we get stuck in and do our bit, it's somehow easier to believe that we really do matter and we have a part to play. But even though we might know all this is true, we can still find ourselves holding back, can't we? Doubting that we can make a difference. Or maybe we hold back from reaching out to others because we fear they won't be interested in us. We believe wrongly that there's nothing special about us. Or maybe we don't want to risk getting involved because we don't know where it might lead to and we're scared we'll get out of our depth. We won't know what to say. Well, if this is you, then help is on hand. Yesterday, we had our first day of training for our pastoral care, being there in a church that cares. And we were given some really helpful, practical ideas and skills to equip us to know how to be there for others. We recruited for yesterday's session primarily through the life group structures because we're really keen to resource pastoral care at grassroots level as much as we possibly can. But we're going to repeat the day on the 20th of July. And anyone who'd like to come is really welcome. So just speak to me if you'd like to find out more. God's heart is a heart of welcome for all. It reaches out, draws in, accepts, includes, affirms. And if we go back to the experience of the woman in our Bible story we see how Jesus graciously accepted the love that she offered. He affirmed her, assured her that she was forgiven, she was loved. But what next for this woman? The chances are that the only place she'd have found acceptance before 
would have been in the community that she'd belonged to, with those who lived as she'd done a sinful life. What she needed now was to be part of a community of forgiven and forgiving sinners. Actually, her story screams out the need for the church. Not just any church, but one that says, you are welcome here. There's a church in America called Willow Creek that has this as its core belief. The local church is the hope of the world. And you know, I believe that too. What we have to offer here is something very special. Go online and watch those Heart of the Community videos and get excited. Then let's each of us commit to playing our part in extending to others the welcome that's in God's heart for all people. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you that you are a God who always is looking to extend welcome to us. And thank you that you love it too when we welcome you into our lives. So we want to do that as individuals and as a church to say, Jesus, come and take your place here. And share your heart with us so that we can share your heart with others. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.